Welcome back to Settlement Nation Podcast. I am your host, Courtney Barber, and today I am joined by your friendly neighborhood law superhero, Bob Simon, the founder of the Simon Law Group and Justice HQ. Now, if you're an avid Settlement Nation listener, you know we've had Bob on the show before, but we focus more on trial skills and courtroom advice. But if you want to listen to that one, that one is episode 24, back in our archives. It's really good, so make sure you do if you're a new listener. But today we are focusing on something that's just as important, and I believe this is a nut that plaintiff attorneys can't crack, branding with a purpose. Bob is here because if you follow him on socials, you will see that he has uncovered the secret behind this, and he's actually willing to share it with you. What a nice guy. So both today and in person at his upcoming Bourbon of Proof tour coming up on March 10 to 13. We're going to get into that a little bit later. Long intro, but well-deserved. Welcome, Bob. Thank you for having me on again. So if that was episode 24, what is this one going to be? Where are we at this now? This is 39, I think. Oh, very nice. Wow. Yeah. Well, I- I'm now 42, but I did like 39. It was a good year. Yeah, perfect. Well, there you go. So that's how far we've come. But I believe this is also going to be great because, you know, we were mulling around some ideas, everyone, before we did this podcast. And Bob mentioned, you know, his tagline, his his new thing, branding with a purpose. Can you give everyone a little bit of like a bird's eye view of what that actually means? Yeah, so I think a lot of lawyers are, are good at that, like specific skill sets. Like they have a lot of tunnel vision. Like I just want to litigate. I just want to try cases. But you have to think like you also have to be good at getting cases, making money. And I tell, you know, we have 25-ish lawyers at our firm. You know, I tell them, you know, you can get rich being a lawyer, but you can get wealthy doing these other things well. And what do I mean by that? Like putting yourself out there, bringing in a pipeline of cases and it's not that difficult. And one of the things we were going to talk about today, Courtney, is, you know, people that have a shoestring budget on marketing and how to do it without doing that SEO pay-per-click stuff. And a lot of people are very surprised to learn that I think I, my firm's now 11, 12 years old. We've never done any, any advertising, no SEO, no pay-per-click. I have a completely different view on these things. And that can be great if you have the money to do it, but... I think branding with purpose, which we're going to talk about is you should have an intent of everything that you're doing. And yes, you can have a persona online that could not be you in real life, but it marries the best as if it is one in the same because it's authentic. Uh, But there's ways to do it smartly, efficiently with technology. So you can actually catch all these leads and people that are coming in and respond to folks and, and do it well and be ahead of the game. I love that. Now, you mentioned something that I want to talk about next, which is your own branded identity. Um, You know, I remember you mentioning to me, you started your firm with no startup cash, you now have 75 people working for you. But with your own branding, how did you kind of think of this? And then how did you make it stick? Because sometimes I see people come up with, you know, different personas, but maybe it just doesn't land very well. Like in the Olympics, it's a one and not a 10. So how did you make it work for you? I mean, I think I made it work for me simply because it was stuff that my brand is me. It's what I really like doing. I genuinely like, I genuinely like answering questions, helping people, making them laugh, um, spreading a little bit of knowledge, you know, all that stuff is very real for me. But then I take, you know, the things for my brand, what do I love to do? Like I love drinking whiskey. I love eating soft pretzels. I like making people laugh. You know, I like sports. So that's my brand. Like, why not? Um, But people that try to force things too much or just do what other people are doing, 
uh, it's not really going to work too well. Um, you know, and I was very intentional with branding early on. Like if you've noticed, like my firm is called the Simon Law Group, right? Mm-hmm. I tell the lawyers all the time, like we started the firm as the Simon Law Group because me and two of my brothers. Well, now we rebranded it as Justice Team. Why? Mm-hmm. Because it is so much easier. If you go to justiceteam.com, it goes to our website. If you, if you go to justice.team, it goes directly to our AI, our AI chat, chat bot, which will engage all of us. So now we've done it where I, we put funny things on swag where you can go get a coffee mug or a t-shirt that say really fucking funny things, right? <laughs> Another part of my brand is I do like to cuss and swear because it's who I am. But it goes to, you know, it has this whole circle of branding that you should be con- cognizant of at all times. Um, but yeah, it's being authentic and then doing it with purpose. So I tell lawyers now, it, don't be that firm that has like four old white dudes as like <laughs> four. Like it's dumb. No one's gonna remember it, right? Don't use just letters like A L B K B. Like no, dude, no one's gonna remember that email address. So it's got to be something where like if you're thinking marketing or sales, something people can see a few times and remember it. Like Planet Funball, like Justice Team, right? So be very, very. And I tell people just be deliberate about it. Like this one guy was talking about. Um, his brand, I, you know, I help people, I mentor them all the time. They reach out, I just jump on a Zoom. But this guy was like heavy into, um, before he was a lawyer, he was a union worker. So I was like, fuck it, dude, just make your handle iron worker lawyer. And that's your thing. And he's killing it right now. And guess who he's representing? That niche of iron mm-hmm. workers, of union laborers. And who does every lawyer think of when they're thinking of a workplace injury now? That guy. And it's all from intentional branding. Now you can take it a step further and make sure that you have the right CRMs in place, you know, the right ways to follow up. Do you want to do an SMS chatbot? Those types of things. Um, but yeah, That's it's, it's an exciting world. And it is true. Bob is doing this podcast from his bar. It looks like um, <laughs> staying on brand, even when he's, you can't see him. And I do agree with you, you know, in my industry, we call it pale, male and stale. Uh, I don't know if the old white guy sitting in front of the library mm. with the many leather bound books is, is exactly where, like, listen, that does appeal to some people that is its own uh, niche. But I think, as you said, when you find something that's authentic to yourself, then you're not having to pretend to be something else. Yeah. And, and why like question tradition a lot of the time, like why did people think, Hey, I'm supposed to take my photo in front of a bunch of stale law books. Right. Because it's just the way that it was done. But that just questions like that's stupid. Like I had a client meeting today and I'm just in my zip up jeans and boots, right? In his house, going over stuff, taking photos, being funny, comparing tattoos, these type of things. But people really want an authentic person representing them. And make no mistake about it. They're looking up their lawyers on social media, Mm -hmm. on Google, and they want to see if they like being around you. And if you, my market has always been, I don't market directly to consumer. We've always made a very pointed effort to market towards law students and lawyers that we wanted to collaborate and work with to teach the mantra of what we're doing. So it started with our podcast back in 2015 and just really catapulted from there. So it was intentional and never did direct to consumer. So always like show lawyers a new way of be of living a lifestyle and being happy about it and having fun being a lawyer. Right. So here we are. And I think you also save on spending a lot on tweed matching sets too if you dress in your own clothes (laughs) it's a good saving all right we're going to talk about something that I've always found to be quite wild which is the amount of money that I hear that attorneys are paying on SEO you did mention it before pay-per-click ads I mean it is 
thousands and thousands of dollars. And I think people just throw money at these things. Who knows if it even lands? Everyone says they're an expert. I think they're full of shit. Let's just be honest. Um, You are a believer that you don't need to do this stuff to kill it. Tell us more. So one, I do believe that you can kill it doing the other way. But in order to have a digital marketing footprint, in order to have the SEO spend, you've got to be willing to commit not just thousands, but hundreds of thousands to millions a year in order to compete in this space. It's true. It's real. Now, like I think there are great companies like I've worked, you know, I talk a lot with people from Law Rank, Rankings IO, Jason Hennessy. They're great at what they do. Um, but a lot of lawyers that are starting up don't have that kind of capital. You know, mommy and daddy didn't have a lot of money mm-hmm. to give them to run their firms. You know, that's how I was. So I've done, I'm a big believer in community and mentor-based referral systems. Um, That's one of the mantras of Justice HQ. I I do believe that is the future of where the law is going to go as um, a lot of these advertising firms might eat up some of, you know, the direct-to-consumer stuff. So I'm of the thought of you as a lawyer, if you're listening to this podcast, you have buckets of referral sources that you're not even thinking about that'll give you cases and want you to succeed for free. They are your family, your support group. They are your aunts and uncles that maybe work in a construction company. Maybe you're going to do a CLE for all the workers there about what to do if you're injured by X, Y, Z. Then they're going to save you their lawyer's phone number in their phone. They're going to have your swag from you. That may generate a lot of business from doing one thing like that. And don't miss the mark. Social media. I get so many cases from social media, from Instagram alone, and posting on that is free. Right. You just have to make sure it looks good. It feels good. The message is good. You're not going to be embarrassed by something that's up there. Um, You know, just have fun with it. But a lot of people are getting very big cases from people that look, you reach out to people on social media or Instagram that you think are funny or cool that you want to hang out with. The consumer does the same thing. So do other lawyers like, oh, fuck, I got a patent lawyer. This guy's a PI lawyer. Looks like he's having fun making money on Instagram. Here you go. Here's an eight figure case. Pat you on the butt. Off you go. (laughs) (laughs) But look, people. I, every time I mentor lawyers and I'm, this one guy was with two days ago and he was like, oh, yeah, I was like, well, what do your folks do? He's like, well, um, my dad's an orthopedic surgeon. I said, what the fuck did you just say? He's like, oh, yeah, my dad's an orthopedic surgeon. I was like, why are you not like working with him in his group to like get him patients so he can refer you people? He's like, I never thought about that. I'm like, well, dude, why are you You're relying? Like, I'm going to call your dad right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You know, it's just, I always tell people spend 50% of your time as a lawyer marketing yourself and your services because you have an outlet to send those cases anywhere that you want if you're smart about it. But you're always one, if you want to be, one case away from retirement because you can fee split in California and certainly other states across the nation as well. So why not put yourself in a position to get that huge eight or nine figure case most of the time? Mm-hmm. Um, I spent a lot of my time in. <laughs> going to bars, handing my business cards when I was a young lawyer and even the law school. Um, there's nothing stopping you now. And with social media, it's much easier. You can literally slide into somebody's DMs and get cases from it. I had something yesterday, which I think is very funny. And I didn't think of it till right now, but this one kid hit me up on the next door app and he's this 13 year old kid. And he's like, yo, he's like, Hey, I know you live on this corner. Can I just clean your trash cans? Me and my friend are just looking for extra money to have fun with my friends. Thanks. And I'm like, dude, I love the fucking I, the, hustle. the hustle. Yeah, love the hustle. But I'm like, you know, I'm probably going to hire that kid just to clean out my trash cans. But not like when I was a kid trying to cut people's grass. My brothers and I had to go hand out flyers. Mm-hmm. Door to door. Now you could just slide into somebody's DMs. Totally. Ooh. 
And I think, as you said, there's no excuse these days with the reach. I mean, think of starting business back in the day where you'd have a phone book or you'd have to actually physically go out every night and try and uh, find business. Now you can reach millions of people on your social media. And that's what I want to talk about now is how you're using, say, Instagram and TikTok, which I think are the platforms that are really blowing up for uh, plaintiff attorneys, how you're using that to your advantage. If anyone doesn't follow Bob, he has content on there every single day. It's always very cool. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not a cool lawyer, have like, check it out. Cause it's like, even things I'm like, how do they do that? Like the, the sounds match up and the voices match up and there's like music and cool dancing with your wife. I'm like, I feel really old. Um, tell people how you do this. What are some ideas? Yeah. I mean, so it's not, you just have to learn Like you can, um, like Canva is a good app. You can strip audio from other reels, see what's trending, put it up there. I mean, this is very nuanced. A lot of people make businesses just off of doing these little types of things. But I think if you're going to be on social media, one, you have to be consistent. You have to be consistently posting and putting in stories because the more you're going to show up on the top of people's mm-hmm. feed and the more interaction. You also have to be very deliberate about commenting on other people's feeds because that is another way that you show up on all of theirs. Reach out to those people that, you maybe want to work with that you want to get cases from and comment on their feed, like their posts, you'll start showing up on their stuff and they'll start doing the same thing. There's a whole algorithm behind it, but you have to be intentional on it. You have to continue to be yourself and your brand. Like when I'm doing all, almost all the stories that I do, like it's just me in the moment doing stuff that I think is funny. Like I find I had a green screen the other day. So I'm just like doing funny shit with my friends. I think it's hilarious, but it also has like a slight educational component to it. Like I like, I'm a very big person in like making everybody else around me really successful, sometimes to a fault, like I'll help people to a fault. Um, But that's just who I am. So I will put out free content for people how to succeed or transcripts because that old phrase, it's like rising tides and rise. Come on, you know this, Courtney. Yeah, it's uh, rising tides lifts all boats or something. Is that right? I thought you were going to say scooter. I thought you were going to say scooter. I don't know why. But boats are lifted by tides. That's all people need to understand. I think it was like a, it's like John F. Kennedy or something. Look it up. He, not to he be said. confused with Tide Pods, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> do not eat the Tide Pods. <laughs> um, do you have, so you said you kind of do stuff in the moment. Is for someone maybe who's starting out, because, you know, I did read a stat and it was like most plaintiff firms are like under five people. So it's like, you know, one to two people in the firm. Should they pick a day maybe per week or per month where they maybe bang out a bunch of this content yeah. if they're not if they're not witty on the go? How would you suggest that they kind of do that stuff? Uh, you're 100% true. And even uh, my wife is Christine Bullock, and she's a big social following, and she'll do one, month a, one day a month, as do I, where you try to get in all your content that you can. Several different wardrobe changes. You're going to do your research to figure out what type of reels you're going to do, what type of content. I do a lot of spying cases, so I'll do some educational stuff on that. Do a lot of prep that goes into it. And like I'll bring all the attorneys together in my office and we'll just do like I'll include them. Say, what do you guys want to do? What's something funny that's on your mind? Like we have one that's coming up, which is the uh, we strip the audio from. Um, remember that one video where Will Ferrell was getting berated by the little girl asking for yeah. rent? It was like the Pearl? first one. Oh, yeah. Oh, Pearl. <laughs> So we stripped that audio and I was like, dude, we have to do this. So I did it with me and Edwin in our office. And it's like drunk lawyer comes to the adjuster's like office asking for money. And it's like, you know, get out of here. Check is on the way. But (laughs) it's the kind of stuff like I see. I was like, dude, this would be really funny if we could do it. Um, But yeah, you have to be intentional with, with the posting. And some people like with my wife, she'll plan out the post at certain times and figure out when 
her demographic for like, you know, fitness and skincare most likely see the post and it's usually early in the morning. So she like has to religiously get up five, five thirty AM, make sure that the right post is done. All the tags are done, that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I think once a month, if you want to bang out content is a good thing, but you should try to post maybe three posts a week. Mm-hmm. And that story should be at least a couple a day. Don't oversaturate your stories. Cause if there's like 50, it's going to be hard to click through all of them. Right. Um, sometimes I get that when I get really drunk and I just start posting stuff, that's when, that's when, you know, if I have more than like 10 stories, you're like, well, he's drinking again. (laughs) Um, so really it comes down to, as you said, it's the quality of the content, which is important, the consistency of the posting, and then also having your own unique flavor or brand that comes with that, which, you know, kind of ties back in for yourself. What do you think out of all the branding and marketing that you've done for yourself has been your best return on investment? Wow. I think the, the best return on the investment, and again, this is stuff like, cause it's so low cost of the things that we're doing. When we started the justice team podcast moons ago, I still have people that were law students that are lawyers now that come up to me and be like, you know, thank you. If I listen to every single one of those, I'm like, what, really you did. And then I look at the metrics. We don't even PR or do anything with it, but it's, it's well-received. Um, I think that was in a lot of the, a lot of the stuff we do in conferences, because I'm also a big believer. I don't ever ask to get paid mm-hmm. to speak. I think that's complete garbage and more than happy to travel and pay for all my own stuff just to, to go and speak and do things. Cause I think giving away that education for free is important because I was on the other side of that where, by the way, I just realized that my thing says Dr. Good on here. Cause it asked me for a pronoun. I know this is <laughs> yeah. like streaming live, but I just noticed how stupid that was. I did see it. And I was like, listen, you're allowed to write whatever you want. I'm not, I'm not going to judge. Well, you're like, sometimes when I use my, this, thank God this isn't on zoom because sometimes I'm using my like D and D gaming one. And sometimes I'll log in as my, like my role-playing fantasy name. And people are like, right. What is Oom the observant? I'm like, ah, oh, don't worry about it. Let me change that in my background real quick. Okay. We're yeah. Good. <laughs> you're like, that's, that's the after 9 PM Bob. Like don't worry oh, exactly. about him. Exactly. Yeah. But I think um, the biggest ROI that you could ever have is, giving out free education, whether at conferences, whether at doing your own webinars, doing your own podcasts, because the more education people see, like I did a, on for trial guides, how to start your own law firm mm-hmm. like a year ago. And I forgot about it, but people still reach out to me. Yeah. You can hear one of my daughters screaming in the background. That's great. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Listen, we're all, we're all human here. Now, speaking of events, we're nearly at the end, but I want to cover two things. One is that you do have an event coming up, but just for other events, not your event, because it's even cooler than normal. Um, Say if you're a newer lawyer and you're going to the CLEs for the first time, and there's so many of them, we go to all of them. How would you, like, if you had your time over again, baby Bob, fresh, you know, out into the world, how would you approach going to these events and what would you be aiming to do when you go there? Like what would be your plan? So I'll tell you, and it was my same plan of attack back then when I started going to like the Cala convention in Mm -hmm. Las Vegas is, you know, I knew I was there to make connection connections and and business, you know, you're there to have fun and do other things. But whenever we started going strategically with purpose and me back then is I used to legit have a face card of all the people that I wanted to meet and I like, this is how crazy I would do. And I still do this. I tell my lawyers to do it, like have their names written on because you're a good, I'm a visual mm-hmm. learner. So I'll see their face and their name. And then if, even if I'm like drunk at the B bar, 
right? I, I see their face. I know their name. I know some stuff about them, like some quirky little thing. And all of a sudden you're in. Oh, let me get your cell phone number. Let's sync up after this, right? Get their cell phone, not yours. Also a good little tip because then you can follow up with them, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't leave it in their shoes. Um, and don't be all stalkery about it. Right? <laughs> but, you know, I, I think if you go there with intent, figure out who the speakers are that you want to make personal connections with. Sometimes it's not so much about the education you're getting there, which is always great. It's about the interpersonal connections. Right. Um, so, you know, find those people that you want to talk to, know some things about them, do your homework. Um, the more that, you know, because, you know, I'm on the other, when I was started, nobody knew who I was. Now, every time I go to some of these, people try to come up to talk to me all the time. And I'm usually more engaged with the folks that know about the stuff mm-hmm. that I'm doing, right? Not the person that comes up and wants to pitch me their cases in like fucking 10 minutes while walking down the hall. It's like, there's, there's another time for that, right? Um, exactly. So. No, I think that's great. And, you know, from what I've seen, all the plaintiff attorneys like yourself, like the Nick Rallies, Keith Mitnick, they're so nice with their time. And if you take a little bit of time to do your research and don't waste their time, they won't waste yours and they'll be super happy for you to come up. I mean, I've never really seen anyone be like, get the hell away from me unless, as you said, you follow them into the bathroom. So that's not cool. But, you know, take some time, learn something about them and just be a cool human being, like be normal. Um, Okay. So on the topic of cool, we have the Bourbon of Proof Tour coming up March 10 to 13 in Kentucky. There's going to be some trial talk. There's going to be some education, some whiskey, some shenanigans. Please share the details on that event and where people can get tickets. Yeah. So uh, the tickets, you can just go to my Instagram at Planet Fun Bob and you can see it right there. But it's if you type in Bourbon Tour, Robert Simon, it'll come up. But we're, we're doing this with my again, I like interpersonal relationships. So we have 10 different tour buses that have their own tour. And they're going through different distilleries and the education is actually the MCLE is actually on the tour buses. And everybody ends up at the same location at the end of the night, which is the Buffalo Trace, which is my favorite lines of bourbon. We have a honky talk band. That's all Friday. Thursday night, we have a reception. We have whiskey roast stuff on Saturday. But my goal is we're going to do things a little differently where all the, the attendees are going to start getting text message notifications with not only what's going on, but other people that are at the conferences. Right. So how they can connect with them again, their face what they do. This is how you connect with them because I want everybody there to be successful. Um, so like, for instance, like we have randomly a guy that's won two Super Bowl rings will be there. A guy mm-hmm. that has won the world series of poker has been there. These are very interesting people that you may not know these facts about them. Um, like there's one tour that I'm on that's just talking about branding with purpose, this stuff and actual technology that helps you do those things. There's one that we're calling the Metabus, which we just looked and Metabus has the second most people signed up for it right now. And it's crazy thoughts to me, but they're talking about NFTs, the metaverse. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's a good way for everybody to connect and just get loose together. You know, mm-hmm. it'll, it'll be fun. We're, but staying at the Omni in Louisville, but we, a lot of people from Trollers for Justice are coming to help educate. So we partner with TL4J. So if you put in TL4J15, you get 15% off on the discount code um, at the end. So be sure to oh. use that one. But yeah, just again, Trying to do conferences a different way, have a little bit more fun. But again, self-promote everybody. I'm a big believer. If you're just an attendee, if you're just coming and not speaking, you should be just as important and have just as much face time in front of everybody else as the speakers. Well, it sounds like it's going to be an awesome time for everyone. I will put that code in the show notes to make sure you can get a discounted ticket, come along, um, drink some drinks, have some fun. 
Bob, we're at the end. Final words. This is your time just to, you know, what do you want to say? What do you want to tell everyone out there? Uh, I tell everybody, every time people have a mentoring session, I try to do like two or three a week of new people that reach out to me on Instagram and say, I see you're helping people. And the first question I always ask them, and I'll ask all of you is, how do you define your happiness? You have to figure out that answer to that question if you're a lawyer, whatever you are. Because some people don't know what makes them happy. But think about it. Sometimes people find happiness in recognition or awards. Sometimes it's on quality of life. Sometimes it's just on money. And you have to figure out like what really makes you happy. Um, and I'm more interested in working with people that find happiness in making other people happy. Because that's just mm-hmm. who, who I fucking am. That's just how I've always <laughs> lived my life. Um, but yeah, I just don't. My mom once said to me, you know, Bobby, when you reach the top, be happy you got there, but lend a helping hand down to help others reach it with you. Don't be a dick, right? So powering words, don't be a dick. That's it. That's all I can say. <laughs> I love that. Well, Bob, thank you so much for coming on. I know people are going to love this episode. We're going to make sure we push the tickets. And for everyone that loves Settlement Nation podcast, the other week we were number one in trailer podcast, like in the whole world. So nice. yay to us. Uh, it's going to be rising even after this episode. But remember to like, subscribe, and comment on Settlement Nation. Connect with Bob on Instagram. He gave you all his handles at Planet Fun Bob. He is very nice. He will write back to you. So make sure you take some of those tips, rewind this episode, uh, get your little face card out, start doing some Instagram, some TikTok, and we will see you all for the next episode of Settlement Nation Tips.